Heroes of I got Gerard Dirt, and guess what's inside it? That's what it was. Yeah. I got Gerard Dirt. Um, I got Gerard Dirt. I got Gerard Dirt. Okay. Guess what's inside it? Hello, and welcome to episode 287 of Heroes of Handheld. Uh, my name's Chris, his name's Colin. We've got all the week's hey. big... Hey, dude, we've got all the week's big news about uh, your Switch games and stuff in this weird old time. Um, Colin, how are you coping with everything going on at the moment? I'm just, I can barely contain myself after the, you know, really exciting update that happened overnight, which is seed. Now, if you, hopefully, if you're standing up, you should probably sit down or just lay down because that's okay. quite something. Um, the update overnight from Microsoft, which is huge, now means that if you're on a team call on Microsoft Teams, you will seed nine people and not just four. Whoa. That's, that's crazy talk. I that's tell game you. changer whole new world like we worked today we logged on to our, our morning briefing with all nine i think there's there's seven of us and um, normally we just see the four most it shows you who's talking the most because the most um talkative people appear on the screen on microsoft teams yeah and now as one by one people join the call they all just appeared on the screen and it was just lovely to see so that was a great update so that's very exciting but apart from that i'm great how are you, Chris? I'm all right. I've been using Zoom for my work calls. Uh, I set the Simpsons sofa as my background. I got a good laugh when everyone thought I was sat in Evergreen Terrace, even see, though obviously I wasn't. See, I don't know how to change my background on Zoom. I don't know. I know how to do it on Teams, but not Zoom. I it works. That option. It works better on a phone than it does on the computer. I found. Um, and you just go into Video Settings, Virtual Background. Ah. Yeah, it's uh, pretty swell. Um, but apart from that, my work from home has been good. I've actually got this Friday and next Friday off um, because obviously pre-corona, I was going to be doing things this weekend and next weekend, which are obviously both now, well, as you know, uh, postponed, delayed, whatnot. Um, no way, it was that going to be two weeks from now? Was that originally two weeks away? Yeah, it was originally going to be oh. not this weekend, next weekend. Oh, wow. I know. So um, so I've got Friday off, which is a nice thing to look forward to, so I can spend the time... Uh, staying alert. Yeah, staying, staying alert. Staying, alert. <laughs> staying two metres away from everyone who's not in my house. Thank you very much. Um, I ordered some masks today from Etsy for if I have to go on the tube or whatever. See, um, no, that's that's a good. This is a good thing to bring up because I we were going to buy some face masks, but yeah. on Amazon, like the earliest delivery is basically the end of June, start of yeah. July. So you're saying that if I look on Etsy, I'll have yeah. more luck. Etsy is great because it, basically the masks that we are being advised to uh, to wear by the government are not necessarily ones that are medical grade, but are ones that can contain uh, droplets from your mouth. So on Etsy, people are making masks out of T-shirts and bits of cloth and stuff, which is perfectly fine for everyday use as long as you, you know, wear and treat them appropriately. Uh, you know, so don't touch them whilst they're on your face and make sure to wash them after you've worn them for the day or whatever. But yeah, people on Etsy are making them and there are some people on there who are like 
giving you know a percentage of sales to the NHS charities and things. So the options there. And yeah, if you excuse me, um, if you if you want to, there's lots on there. So that's where I've ordered from. I mean, obviously masks is a bit of a weird topic, um, but now we're being advised to wear them outside in public, like packed in spaces. I feel like it can't really hurt. But then it's once again, it's like it's advised you wear them, but you don't have to. It's yeah. advised you must, but you don't have to. You can go outside, but you don't have to. You can you can come down to the beach, but don't. It's uh, it's a very weird, wishy-washy mm. old time, isn't it? Very hard to yeah. know what you're actually meant to be doing. Um, so the Heroes of Handheld official advice is to stay inside and play lots of games. Uh, Colin, what have you been playing this week? Oh, I'm very excited to inform you that I finally completed the campaign of Star Wars Fallen Order. Finally done it. Finally Nicely beat done. the last boss. Oh, so annoying. But finally did it, and... Obviously, try and avoid spoilers because I'm normally pretty poor at uh, not giving spoilers away. But the ending, once you've beaten the final boss, the final part of the game and the final cuts it's not really a cutscene because you are actively um, contributing to it, it is bloody great. Bloody great. Honestly, the, the ending, it shook, shook me in a way that I like. Um, Things happened which were just great, which tie in perfectly with that time frame in the Star Wars universe. And it didn't feel like it was like, you know, something was um, shooed in for no reason. It made sense and it was great and very action packed and very intense. So that was a great ending. Um, even though ultimately the whole plot came down to everything you did, did nothing. Mm-hmm. But that's the, that's the difficulty of like having a game that's wedged in between like part of a long story. So a, a prequel, you know, it's it's not set after the events of the the current timeline of the film. It's set way back and we know how the story unfolds. So nothing major is going to happen within that time frame because, you know, Star Wars is Star Wars. But it was fun. It was a great turn. And they, I think they announced that it's going to be part of a saga of games. They haven't announced anything about a sequel to it, but they've announced that uh, Fallen Order will not be the first game from uh, that studio. So will uh, not be the last game. game from that studio. Will not be the last. Yeah. The last about, in that universe, in the Star Wars universe. So that is very exciting because it's a very good game. Um, all the third, um, third person action game tropes are in there, which we'd love in a game. And it's just, it's just really good. It was very challenging. It was a hard game. I was on one difficulty up from the easiest and I really struggled. And this is not just me being terrible at video games, which I am. Uh, but a lot of people have said it, the difficulty spikes are quite stern. In it. You really need to um, yeah, prepare yourself to die a lot in this game, as I did. But it was great, and I'm finally glad I have finished it, because now I can move on to the next game on my list, which is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And before I get on and ask you what you have been playing, I just want to have a quick moan about it, because... Are they they having a fucking laugh with all the bloody things you have to install? Ask me, how much have I played of it, Chris? How how many minutes have I put into the actual gameplay of Call of Duty Modern Warfare? Hi, Colin. It's uh, Chris here from Heroes of Handheld. Uh, Question from the press pool, if you may. Um, Can the Prime Minister confirm his uh, recent duration with regards to the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare on Xbox One? Nil, zilch, nooch, zero, n- nine. Uh, what's zero in German? Uh, Nothing. Null, maybe? Null. Yeah, null, that sounds about right. Null. Zilch. F all. I've not played anything because I can't. Because every time I go and play it, there's another bloody update. Now, 
I knew it was a big game. It's about 128 gigabytes, I think, on my hard drive, which is ridiculously big. That is crazy big for a game. And so I installed it. I left it for about five. I had to leave for about three and a half hours for it to install the game onto my Xbox. So it's installed on the Xbox. It's there. Finally, like, yes, I can go in. Just, just I, to clarify. I've the game. I have you bought game. a disc or did you download it from the store? Disc. I've okay. got a disc for me, B-Day. Uh, so I've got a disc. It's all installed. And uh, I go click on the game. It loads up. I get the cool, fancy graphics. You know, the Infinity Ward and Sledgehammer Games and Raven. All, all the logos are flying. All the names you know and love from the Call of Duty series. And uh, I get three options. I've got Warzone. I've got Multiplayer. And I've got Campaign. And obviously I like to play the Campaign. Um, so I go to Campaign. DLC is required to play this game. Play this. Outrageous. And it has a, big, a big locked logo over it. It's like, you fucking kidding me. So I go to the store to try. It's free DLC. It's not, you don't have to pay for, pay for it. Um, but I actually did because I go back to the store. I can't download it unless I'm on Xbox Live, Xbox Gold, which I don't currently have. So I have to then subscribe back to Xbox Live Gold membership to then go back onto the store and download this update, which took another two hours to download. And on this DLC, it said you cannot, you need this DLC. It's not even downloadable, it is DLC, but it should be there with the game when you pull it in and install the game because it says you cannot play multiplayer, campaign or co-op unless you have this installed. So why is it a separate download? So basically, if you don't have an internet connection, you've got no way of playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That's you insane. Need, you need an internet connection to download this update and i don't understand why it's not on the disc it makes no sense to me and this was just for uh, i've not even done the download for the online multiplayer so god knows how long that's gonna fucking take oh annoying yeah that's so, yeah, mad that took up most of my weekend and i was very annoyed because you know you just want to put the disc in and start playing and oh annoying i can understand the first update i knew you know the initial installation i knew it was going to take a long time but why did they need another update? Why would there another file I had to download from the store? I don't get it. I don't understand why. Very annoying. Very frustrating. That's so frustrating. Oh. I hopefully the that. game will be fun. Hopefully the game will be fun. Well, maybe you'll get to find out one day. Yeah. What have you been playing? I've been continuing my quest to conquer the uh, DLC on Overcooked 2. Uh, so I have been playing the... Um, uh the camping one which is very 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 cute and very good and then i've been playing the what's the other one um oh surf and turf which is like beach holiday themed overcooked dlc so it's quite interesting because if you're not across overcooked and i know i kind of touched on this last week basically they added this um season pass of dlc which are these new level packs which come with different chefs and stuff but also what i really like about them is they the level designs add different elements so it's not just that you're cooking different foods to what you cook in the main game but also you have to think about the way you prepare food in a different way so for example all the camping levels um you have to use uh like you have to chop wood for fires and stuff so you're not just building like in bait like in basic overcooked okay you have to make a burger so you put the burger on the fryer there, well, you chop the burger and then you put it on the fryer, and then when it's done, you put the burger in a bun and you serve it, right? Delicious. And it's just delicious. And yeah, delicious. Well, I mean, it's meat, but you know, delicious for some people. Um, but then you, um, in like, for example, the camping DLC, you uh, you 
take your sausage, you chop up your sausage, uh, you place it in a pan, then you put a pan on a campfire, and then you have to chop up wood to go on the campfire, and then that makes the campfire cook quicker. So it's like, it just completely changes how you think about the game, because the DLC isn't just the same levels copy and pasted with a different skin on. It's like completely mechanically different in a lot of ways, um, especially the camping one. And so I've just started um, the Carnival of Chaos, which is like carnival food. And again, that changes how you um, think about the game in a different way because you are now, rather than before, where you would make like a burger that either has cheese or pineapple or you might do a side of chips, but never together. Whereas the camping DLC, sorry, the carnival DLC, you are making kind of whole meals worth of food where it's like there's a tray, there's a burger on it, there needs to be some onion rings and some chips on it. And it's just like, I know it sounds, to someone who doesn't play Overcooked, I, I'm aware it sounds like tiny changes, but it's so exciting and interesting to load up a level and not only not know what food you're going to be making, but also not know how the level is going to drastically be different to the ones you've played before. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really good fun. And like each of the DLCs, I've been playing them online um, and each DLC so far have been... One of the really good things is that I own the DLC and the person I'm playing with doesn't. However, because I own it, we can all play together on my kind of save, which is really good and really generous from the people who make Overcooked. Um, but it's like a really good thing because each of the DLCs so far finish with like a seven minute level that kind of transitions between a bunch of different types of maps. So just when you think you're getting used to it, bam, you get hit by something else. And I was playing it. Um, so I've been playing the camping one and the camping one ends on this level where the restaurant kind of changes every sort of two minutes or something. And I've been playing it with a friend online and it's just been like, we've just been pulling our hair out trying to do this bloody level to like the three star standard because obviously you've got a three star it because it's overcooked. And then it's just obviously. like, it's just taken, you know, days of like playing together in the evenings and stuff. And then finally it just clicked and then we were just like on it. And suddenly you get that overcooked high of like, when you when you realize how a level's been designed and you start to like work in a way that is completely fits the level rather than trying to do the same thing over and over it just completely changes how you think about the game it's so good i love it so much it's such a good game and it's such a like like it is obviously a stressful game but i think people like to people like to like ramp up the stress that's related to Overcooked when actually if you're playing like with someone who thinks in the same way that you do or if you're playing with someone who is like happy to try new things and to experiment with how you approach a level it like it's not stressful it's like it's like a beautiful game design it's so simple and pure and yeah the DLC is amazing um so yeah I've been playing a lot of that it's been really good fun I'm glad you've been enjoying flipping those burgers. I'm mate. I'm a pro at flipping burgers now. I'm. I think I might invest in my own restaurant at this point. Well, Chris, here's the thing. You could, you could merge your very successful and up and running uh, starter restaurant in Animal Crossing, and merge the two because you're obviously a connoisseur in the uh, virtual restaurant business. So thank you very much. You get a little virtual Gordon Ramsay coming in and going, you donkey, where's the lamb sauce? Where's the lamb sauce? Idiot sandwich. Um, Why? Why? Colin, my love, tell me some good news about Star Wars, please. 
Oh, well, if you want good news, you've come to the wrong place. It's all bad news all the time this week because you thought the annoyance of Modern Warfare and the huge, ridiculous download sizes was, uh, you know, apt enough to ruin my week. Well, something else also further ruined my week because if you are an avid listener of Heroes of Handheld and listen every week, you will know that I've been very excited for the remaster of Star Wars Episode One Racer, which was supposed to be coming to PlayStation 4, but more importantly, Nintendo Switch on the 12th of May, which was yesterday because we're recording on the 13th of May. May the 13th, Revenge Sif midichlorians be with you um so it's supposed to come out yesterday but we found out a couple of weeks ago that the playstation 4 release had been pushed to the 26th of may due to certification and licensing issues which you know, makes sense because you know sony they're a bit they're not easy to you know negotiate with sony you know but the switch as far as we knew the switch version was still on course to release on the 12th of may well, let's fast forward to, or rewind, to two hours before the game was supposed to release on Nintendo Switch to a lovely tweet that came from the company bringing the remastered Switch, Asmir Media, which I'm probably saying completely wrong. But they put a tweet out a couple of hours before the Switch edition was supposed to come out, saying, We are so excited to share Star Wars Episode One race with you soon. Unfortunately, due to the ongoing work from home requirements across the industry, the game will be further delayed on Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4. We'll be back with an update as soon as possible. Now that's just lovely, but um, what is quite uh, odd and curious about this is in the statement they say, further delayed. Now we weren't told about any delays on Nintendo Switch, so why are they saying this, Chris? What are they doing? And the response on this is pretty not, not very happy from people wanting to play on switch saying well it's supposed to come out in a few hours what are you doing uh, now i have no issue i'm sure it's tough because their staff are working from home and they haven't got access to the tools they need to make the game as good as it can be but this uh, are you still there you're still there. yeah yeah I'm, I'm just listening to you oh, making your you, oh, very you salient almost. point you almost went there. It went quiet. Don't do that to me, ma'am. Right, okay. What was I saying? Um, um, what was you I were saying, saying uh, you know they haven't got the tools to make their equipment, to yes. make their thing. Yes, but... yes. I can understand. They haven't got the tools to uh, make the game as good as, as it can be. But surely they would have known before the day of release that it wasn't going to be coming out on Nintendo Switch. So why didn't they tell anyone? Why didn't they say? I wonder sometimes these things... Uh, it's easy to assume that it's malicious, but actually it might have just been a, a messaging confusion between the developers and the publishers, possibly. Could have been N Nintendo didn't want them to announce it until later, maybe. Mm. It is frustrating, though, because I know you've got that birthday uh, eShop yes. gift card burning a hole in your pockets. I do. 25 whole British pounds burning a hole in my uh, Nintendo eShop account. So what am I going to spend it on now, Chris? Might what I suggest I spend you spend it on half of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Or I could not do that and get a game for free. Ba, 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 ba. Sounds like you're seeing ba, 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 um, Jurassic Park. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, what, a, what a film. Yeah, da, that's frustrating, da, but um, da, hopefully it'll da. be out soon. It must be annoying for them to have just missed the May the 4th uh, release as well. Well, like, they missed it by uh, a long time now, haven't they? Well, Nowhere near it. Maybe May the 4th next year. Quite. It be, won't be till episode June the 9th or something. It's interesting right. to. It's, it, oh, this is sort of on a related note, can, you know, things being postponed and delayed due to the ongoing 
life situation. Have you seen that Sony are pushing ahead with the the PS5 releasing this year? Yeah, I saw the um, the, the gameplay uh, video from um, people at Epic today. That's how the PS5 looks, and it looks stunning. We will embed yeah. that on heroeshandheld.wordpress.com uh, because it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Speaking, Colin, of... Uh, all my notes have disappeared. Uh, so, speaking of <laughs> things in the news, Colin... Yeah. Let me tell you fun. about some things in the news. Because tell when me. Chrome crashed, it got rid of my things in the news well, I'll tab. Talk about, shall I talk about Mass Effect then? Oh, sure, don't yes, know. talk about Mass Effect, please. This is sort. I guess this is relating to the PS5, because I would assume this will be coming out to next-gen consoles. But uh, something was leaked, um, and this has been rumoured for a very long time, and people... Well, I don't know if people will be asking for this, but this has been rumoured oh, yeah. for a while. I'm, I'm well thirsty for this. But this is the fact that it looks like it's finally been confirmed that the Mass Effect trilogy will be getting a HD remaster. We forget about Andromeda as if that didn't happen and just focus on the first three games, which were absolutely incredible. Uh, And this was covered by EA's financial report for 2020, where they've... um, uh, released a large, I think it's like 14 games in total, which they're set, the games they're setting to release in April 2021. And one of them had a note by it called EAHD, which means it's going to be a remaster or a remake of an old game. And it was confirmed by VentureBeat that it's going to be Mass Effect. Now, how they knew this, we don't know, but they've confirmed it is Mass Effect. And it would make sense because this is the sort of game, I mean, the trend of remastering games is, you know, is still rife in the gaming industry and the film industry. And obviously Mass Effect was a huge, huge success and a massive games back in the day. Um, absolutely incredible games. Some of the, probably my favourite games I've ever played in my life. Um, especially the uh, the second one, which is absolutely incredible. And the third one's good as well until you get to the end, which isn't so good. But oh, the thing I would say about this is exciting that, you know, more Mass Effect, well, even though it's the, the same games. But do we... I'm not sure whether I'm necessarily fussed about a HD remaster because the, I don't think what made those games so special was the story elements and the characters and the relationships you built and the choices you made affecting how the gameplay went. And I feel that fair enough, it would be nice for it to look a bit shinier, but they were fine. I don't think they were particularly bad looking. The first one is quite old. I think the first one came out in 2007, 2008. So that was dated. That's obviously a bit dated. But the second and third ones, do we necessarily need HD remasters of these games? Is it, Would it surely just be better just to play the old games again rather than... Yeah, but, the, yeah, but the, you're, you're whack because not everyone can play the old <laughs> games again. Not everyone's still got their old Xbox on PS3. And some people want to be able to play these games all on one disc so their saves can carry carry across and they want them to look prettier and they want to play them on their nice new big shiny TVs and to call it a HD remaster is like is the wording that everyone seems to use but it was already kind of it was already HD but this will just look even better I can't believe you I honestly honestly I can't believe that you of all people are against this Colin Oh, I'm not going to kid you around, Chris. I probably will lay down top dollar for this. I'm Thank not, you. I'm not, I'm not messing with you. I probably fucking will. I'm just, just saying. You know, the, the graphical quality was never the main thing about those games. It's. I know they've also announced, this is not related really at all, but those Tony Hawk games are getting remastered as well. Then that makes sense because they were dated and the game is, you know, all about maybe, obviously you're playing the skateboarding element, but you're looking at the scenery as well, which you're going up a hut, going up a, what's it called, like a, a slope 
or going down a pipe, a half pipe, because life is a half pipe. Pipe, I think that's the song. Heaven is a half pipe. That's it. Yeah. So that makes sense for those games, but Mass Effect, I don't know. I mean, it. I'm just getting distracted because I'm just thinking back to the emotional roller coaster that was that second game. Oh no, sorry. I think that the third game. One of my favorite scenes was in the third game, and. Oh, I don't want to spoil it, but one of my favourite characters, if you hadn't done a certain thing in the first fucking game, the yeah. first game, people, it affected the third game, and you could not reverse it. And oh, I'll never forget the pain I went through in yeah. the scene that happened. The lo- they played the long in- con. And that's, and this is exactly why they're, they are presumably going to put this out as a bundle so that people can play the whole story in one swoop. But then you remember Mass Effect 1 was originally an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, so that only came day. that came out later, I think, on Sony. So how did they get around that when the second one came out? Did they they, did they you... just gave you like a pre-built uh, default story, I think. Oh, that's what they do on um, for Telltale games. What they yeah, used to do. yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Anyway, uh, oh, so when I think about the emotions I went through playing those games, maybe yeah, yeah. I will, I will drop top dollar. Let's, yeah, let's good boy. Want to see Jack in HD? Want to see my pal Morden? Uh, Want to hang out with Grunt? Well, I hang out with Samara, oh, right. the sexy blue lady. Tali. Yep. Tali. And uh, what was that robot called? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Legion. Legion. Oh, man. What a, what, a, what a cavalcade of characters that was. Oh, and Jack. Oh, God. Oh, take, like, take my heart and stomp on it. It's funny because like, if you didn't romance Jack, you had an option to just have sex with her. Oh, uh, but yeah. then she, But then she would hate you. And then like every time you go and talk to her, she'd literally just shout fuck off at you. It's quite funny. Who did you I did, romance? Tali. She was my girl. Oh, I see. Because you mm. think genocide's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, go down that rabbit hole. Um, oh. Hey, if it's if it's a choice between Tali and Legion, see you later, Legion. Yeah. Kick him into the pit myself. <laughs> you know? Jesus. Would um, bad island, would you? That sweet, sweet alien ass. Woo! Anyway. Oh yeah, um, and then oh, uh, like, we don't even need to talk about Mass Effect Three because there's so much <laughs> weird stuff in that game. Mass Effect Three was. I'm trying. I'm getting. I think I'm getting some of the elements of the second and the third one mixed up. But the second one was the third one had some really big set pieces which affected everything. Yeah. But then they just couldn't stick the landing. The, the people hate on the third one's ending a lot. I feel. Um, but they forget that like, to get to that point, the whole the game is a brilliant game up to that point. I mean, I agree that the the ending could have been a lot better after it was all built up, when it basically came down to three colours. But uh, getting there was great, and the emotional roller coaster of getting there, and the scene where you have to say goodbye to your crew, or you have your final chat with all your crew before you go off to the final mission. Heartbreaking stuff, honestly. What was the name of that character that was supposedly like put to stop you from from seeing the terrible ending? That was like a long running joke. What was he called? I don't remember. Oh, who tried to stop you seeing the Mass Effect ending? Oh, well, it was a, <laughs> this is great fun. It, no, it was it was an ending meme because there's a bit in the before we get to the very end. Yeah. There's a scene and there's one last enemy you have to battle. Yeah. And. Is like this. Is one of the robots, and I cut. And people said that this. Oh, that he was like the hero for trying to prevent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. What was his name? It's like Marauder Shield. That was it. Marauder Shields. That was yeah, it. Because yeah. <laughs> he was called the Marauder, and he had shields. So people oh, say he's gosh. Marauder Shields. Oh, 
There's so many memes. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll put a meme on the uh, article. Anyway, so that's good. That's potentially coming out next year. Yeah, so if, but not if on any Switch. You... That's too uh, later, allegedly. Oh, my God. If it came on Switch, that'd be great. Oh, if it came on Twitch, so you'd came good. on Switch. Am I right? I'll come all over the Switch. I'll come over Tarly's tits on the Switch. Oh, oh come on, dude. No, that's I'm not... kidding, man. That's... Children sorry. listen to this program. Do they, do they really? I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. No, um, what... like you, no one listens to this program. Uh, it's true. Anyway. Um, my mum listens anyway um, but let's move on uh, what's Probably else best. Uh, so I've got some little bits of news um, two release dates for you uh, the wonderful 101 remastered releases on Switch next week uh, in the United States of America if you ever played the wonderful 101 it's a really interesting game that was originally out on the um, was it Wii or Wii U oh my what god game? Uh, the Wonderful 101, it was called. And basically, it's this sort of mad arcade platinum fighting game, which was originally meant to um, feature Nintendo heroes in the main roles. But they decided to change it instead and have it, I think it was Wii U, um, and Wii U, have yeah. the 100 Wonderful Ones, who are these new custom-made characters for the game. But although there are definitely shadows of their predecessors, um, when you look at how some of them behave, it's very like Donkey Kong, Captain Falcon, all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's a super interesting game from Platinum, who made like loads of crazy arcade, slashy, smashy, Japanese-infused games. And it comes out on May the 19th in the States. So keep your eyes peeled for that, as if you enjoy Wonderful 101 on the Wii U. Uh, the other bit of news... Now, did you ever play What the Golf, Colin? We spoke about it. I said I would, but I never did. I, I did. It did strike me as a Colin game, and I wondered is this, why. Is this the one where it's not really a golf game? You're like you're basically playing golf with like loads of random things. Yeah, where it's like very silly and very fun. And now my Chrome has yeah, crashed, so you're gonna have to uh, tell me when it's coming out to Switch because it's coming out with a new two-player mode. That was it. Yeah. So it was a golf game, but it was like the most ungolfy golf game ever because, for example, you'd be teeing off with like a fence and like hitting desk chairs into the, the hole and stuff it's just very random and there's like 2d elements as well and then there's like a race a bit it is it was all the most bizarre game ever uh, but it, uh, it's hard it was a golf game anyway so this game uh so maybe 20 is coming out maybe 20 is coming out maybe 20 coming out maybe 20 coming out maybe 20 coming out maybe 20 maybe 21st on the, now i thought this was already out on switch now that shows how much i know coming out maybe 21st which isn't that long away actually see this company can do it oh now that's not fair colin Hey, That's not just. Fair. No, you're not being very nice to the people at this at the Star Wars Center. If you like a golf game, if you like Frobisher says, if you like golf games, then maybe you should play this because it looks like that sort of craziness. Yep, and it uh, came out on iOS September last year, but yes, May twenty. Um, 20- first and that's very exciting the last little thing i did want to briefly touch on uh only briefly because i haven't played too much of it is i've been playing a new game that came out on switch last week called slaying 2 this is a um kind of arcade rpg where you um the controls are super simple you basically move left and right and can jump uh then one button does special attack and you actually have your attack uh, out all the time because your sword is out all the time and you run into enemies and then there's two kind of planes um, on the screen at the time and you switch between them but the kind of interesting part comes from this like 
need to generate combos and there's a kind of risk reward strategy going on um, between like how long do you spend on any one of the planes killing enemies when you should be on the other one killing enemies and unlocking chests and things i haven't to be honest i played about an hour i have given loads and loads of time to it but what i've played is good fun so far it's a good kind of budget title if you want something a little bit different um and it does have this kind of rpg sort of uh like cloak on top of it which is kind of interesting um they called it how did they i think they called it like a an endless action rpg or something they gave it a sort of interesting genre mashup title um but yes it's called slay into the nintendo uh, the nintendo uh, the nintendo uh, the nintendo uh, the nintendo web uh, the nintendo website crashes my chrome every time i click on it i don't know why i run the risk every time um but yeah it's good you know like goblins set you to do piece of work and you have to take on bosses and stuff and there's endless hordes of monsters eight unlockable heroes because your equipment changes as the game goes through and you get different like abilities like arrows and bombs and spells and such like there is also two-player co-op which i haven't played with yet but i'm looking forward to it and the soundtrack is by um matt creamer who made the really good soundtrack for retro city rampage back in the day if you remember that one so yeah it's called slay in two it's a good little game uh so far i would recommend it if you fancy something a bit different a little bit of breath of fresh air nice and it's developed by pixel Sounds liquor fun. yeah it's good i think you'd enjoy it actually lots of sexual terms there we like it <sighs> you have to, you have to... what are you going to be playing this week not star well, I hope wars i'll be able to play some modern warfare no i won't make that but i hope i'll be able to play some modern warfare and i'll have to have a look on the nintendo store to see what other games there are available that take my fancy because i've got 25 pounds burning a hole in my pocket but what do i get what do i get oh so many choices anything that's under the 20 anything that's under the 10 pound mark send it my way okay uh well if people have got suggestions how can i get in touch you can get in touch in a variety of ways but the best way is probably by email you can email us heroes of handheld at gmail.com that's heroes of handheld at gmail.com you can tweet us at handheld podcast we're active on there all through the week and we're always checking it so do let us know uh, your suggestions and your thoughts and your opinions on anything handheld gaming related this week you can find all our previous episodes on our website heroesofhandheld.wordpress.com and you can also contact us via that website as well because there is a contact us feature click on the link click on the um, form fill it out and send it to us that comes straight to our inbox lovely chubbly you can also download this in a variety of different ways if you just if you just stumbled across this podcast randomly and you haven't downloaded it and you just i don't know found it randomly laying on the street you can find us on uh podomatic you can find us i think i think you find us on podomatic well, i'm making yeah that yeah up. you can oh there you go uh on all good podcast catcher apps but the main ones are probably spotify itunes and stitcher and on that topic i i told you about this chris where actually we'll talk about this off air this isn't really relevant but you can um listen to all our previous episodes on our website and contact us and so much more just google heroes of handheld podcast and you'll find us as well and we'll be back next week oh no we won't we'll, we'll be back in some form next week but oh, not yes. in the way you expect it Ooh. thanks for time. listening everyone have a good have week a we way. love you guys and stay we safe love you the most you know you are we love you goodbye wash your hands now wash your hands now stop listening to this podcast wash your hands wash your hands happy wash birthday hands. to you happy birthday just to wash my hands happy birthday to you